Hello, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique. Hi. 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 How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I look at you and I'm just like, man, I am great. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's how I feel. I like it. I you like too. It. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. So what's new with you? What's going on? <sighs> busy, busy bee. Really good. Yes. I'm like so close to getting my final hours for my hypnotherapy certification. Yeah. I think I'm down to like 15 hours. Yeah, you're you're getting there. Yeah. Yes. And a combined total of like hundreds of hours. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, at least we know that when you're done... The hours, the, yeah, and you get your certification. Yes, my CHT. When you're when you're actually hypnotizing people and you're doing you know whatever their their end goal is, at least we know that you're gonna know what you're doing, or or that you've been trained properly, or you yes. or you've well, you've you've done the the necessary work in order to achieve certification. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know I've had this conversation with you and um, I had it with my friend Carlene who was in class with me. She actually, this is crazy. So she grew up in Manchester, lived in Manchester and then moved right before we started class. So, so she she's moved this year. She's Hampshire. originally from New Hampshire. Okay. And like, it's just funny because we're into all the same things. And I'm like, of course she moves to Idaho. I'm like, figures. <laughs> like, I finally make a friend who, like, was here, but now she's not. But she's awesome. But we were having the conversation about certification and just anyone can go on YouTube and learn how to hypnotize somebody. But it's sure. what you do when you're there. And that's why, like, going to school and learning and actually putting the work in and learning how to help people because everybody's different and there's so many ways that you can help somebody you just need to kind of figure out the best way to go about it and sometimes it takes a few different ways but yeah like anyone can hypnotize anyone it's what you do when you get in there and you know knowing what to do and being confident and if you don't know what to do having the skills and training to kind of just say, okay, where do I go from here? All right, I'll go here. Here's what's going on. All right, well, then let's do this. Kind of like personal trainers, how anybody could be a personal trainer. But if you've been properly trained and certified, 
you have kind of a more of a level of trust with people, I think. And that's because you've put in the work and put in the time, read the materials, taken the practical tests and showed in practical exams that you know what you're doing. So you're not going to hurt somebody and you know Mm -hmm. how to get people results as a, as a personal trainer. So I think the same thing applies with hypnotherapy. I think the same applies with, with a doctor, right? So I I think it's cool that you're, you're busting your, backside and doing a hell of a job Thank I think. Yeah. So, and I was yeah, going to say too, a lot of the hypnotherapy sessions I've done have been anything but textbook. So we'll learn about something and then I go do it and of course it's nothing. It, it it's so I did um in class we did a regression to cause which is like a feeling you get inside. And going back to when you first got that feeling so you can work on what caused it. Well, the person I was working with went into a past life and just like the, we didn't get there yet. So it was like, okay, you know, trying to figure out like how to work through it and how to help. Um, there's just been so many things where real life is never like the books. Exactly. <laughs> like you can get trained for like what it's supposed to be like, but anything can happen. So part of it is expecting the unexpected. And I actually feel really lucky that I've had so many non-textbook cases because it just helps me learn and it makes me think on my feet and go back to my training and, you know, okay, well, if something unexpected happens, what do you do? Okay, well, you can do this, this, and this, you know, depending on the situation. So I actually consider myself lucky. Yeah. yeah you're, That's how I like to look at it. I, obviously, I'm biased, but yeah, you're, you're, very, you're very good. Thank you. Because I've had you hypnotize me several times now. Yes. And uh, yeah. Maybe that'll be a future show once we uh, <laughs> once we figure out my crazy head. <laughs> oh, honey, we all have crazy heads. Oh, oh I know, but yeah, we yeah. It's Actually, just, I want to get my instructor and his wife on because they sure, are awesome. I sure. love them; they're amazing. We they're really cool. Definitely, we should definitely do something. Oh my gosh, I, I'm going to ask them. Too. Don't worry, they're, I'll, I'll be asking them if they'll come on the show. Great. I want both of them too. Okay. Just saying, husband and wife. Like, all right, look at that. Fair enough. We we play the uh, the newlywed game. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so what else is going on aside from that? Anything else new, <sighs> fun, exciting Just that you'd want to share with everybody listening or making organite, uh, reading tarot. Just the usual, the usual stuff and. Just chilling with my family. Oh, enjoying the nice weather. One thing I thought of the other day, I always get really excited when you can finally like, like for me, go downstairs and not have to wear socks or wear a sweater. Downstairs, like our basement downstairs? No, like, so we have like an upstairs, a downstairs and a basement. So like we sleep upstairs on the second floor coming down to the main floor because when it's colder, like, I'll have socks and slippers, a sweater. But when I can come downstairs, get out of bed and go downstairs and not have to wear socks, it's so exciting. So. Because yeah. I love being barefoot. All right. And the other really exciting part is now that it's warmer, when I work outside to make organite with my bare feet in the ground, my feet don't freeze. Because, like, when I go in the spring and it's not the ground is still kind of cold. My feet get really numb because like my feet are in the ground. Like I have this whole thing I do, but yeah, so my feet aren't as frozen and that's exciting. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. These are the things I get excited about. 
<laughs> hey, it's the little things, right? Right. It's the little things. How about you? What's up with you? Nothing. Nothing at all. No. I don't think so. No, nothing new. I uh, just you know enjoying the weather and uh, enjoying the finer things in life. Yes. Like family. Yes. Because that's really. Yes. All and that really matters for we've me. Been anyhow. reading. Reading our, I, our books. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of reading. Yeah. I'm and on a new book. What's the new book that you're on? Spirit Releasement Therapy by William Baldwin. I don't have it with me right now. Again, another one for class, but it's very, very awesomely interesting. Nice. Probably not interesting to people who don't do hypnotherapy, <laughs> but it, it might be. All right. Cool. But it basically talks about spirit attachments and um, multiple personality disorders and the difference in how to treat because it's two different ways to treat that's something and i don't want to go get into a big discussion about it but multiple personalities Mm -hmm. that's something that's always fascinated me and yeah i I, yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get too crazy into it because yeah that's a whole show i'm sure of itself but yeah that's that's very interesting very interesting yeah it's a really good book it's like I read the first chapter and like the first like because it's kind of sections, not chapter, but it's sections and it's like multiple things in one section. So it was like almost 100 or was it 70 or 80 pages. And I read that one day. I was just like, I didn't want to put You're it down. You're asking me like I know. No, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking, I, I, questioning I out loud. I, I have not read the book. You, you were reading the book. My apologies. But a book that I actually uh, just finished, actually only took me a couple days to read it, is a book by our guest today, mm-hmm. Micah Dank. And the book is called Beneath the Veil, and it is book one of a six-part book series that he's doing. The book series is called Into the Rabbit Hole. It's really, really, really good. I enjoyed it. I really liked it a lot. And It's definitely on my to-read. I'm just working through reading for class right now. Yeah, I mean, you have other things that are taking priority I have, I think, like 12 books on my list to read. Okay. I feel like the dude in the time, twi- uh, the Twilight Zone, who's like, "There's never enough the time Burgess to Meredith. read all the books." Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I feel like, and I never thought I'd ever that, say that's that. That's one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. I never and related that- to him. I was <laughs> like, "Dude, just watch a movie." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I know. Now I you know, know the feeling. I yeah. just want to read them all, and not just that, but then all the podcasts. There's so many awesome podcasts out there. Yeah. I don't have enough time there really to do is not everything. Enough time in the day, there really isn't. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's awesome. It, yeah. Well, it's good to have options and choices, yes. right? Yes. And 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 actually, we were talking before about putting in the work, and that is something that Micah Dank for sure has put in the work. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna see or or hear, depending yeah. on if you're listening or watching. This is definitely one if you can watch it. Watch it. We're yes. on YouTube. We're on Brideon, and we're on Odyssey. So definitely watch because he has a PowerPoint presentation and I'm a visual person. So kind of like when we had David Weiss on, once you get to see it, it tends to help make sense. So seeing what he was talking about was certainly helpful. Absolutely. And, And what Micah has done is he has gone through and he has decoded the Bible and essentially has shown through his research that the Bible is, it's, it's an astrology text. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. And, and 
we're not religious. Uh, you know, we've, we've mm-hmm. spoken about that before. That's not something, you know, you were raised Catholic. I was raised Greek Orthodox. So we, we, we've heard all the Bible stories. I've never personally sat and read the Bible, you know, cover to cover or anything yeah. like that. Uh, but this was very, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. It was interesting, but, but, and it made sense. And it was kind of like when he, when he lays out everything and, and he shows you exactly why this means, what this means, what this means and what this means, and then shows you the text and decodes it. And you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Yeah. It was very. It was a different perspective. Um, it was very, it, I think. I think it was illuminating. Maybe maybe mind-blowing, I guess, would, would work. Illuminating, I sure. I, I didn't feel like my mind was blown. It was more just like, okay, yeah, this it made, makes sense. It, it made a lot of sense. Let's yeah. put it that way. And and, and I'm, I'm when he's laying out everything. I'm like, okay, he's right. Like, I, I mean, that just, I can't. It's kind of like a lot of the things, like when, you mentioned David Weiss. When we had David mm-hmm. Weiss on, you're talking about Flat Earth or, or the globe and just the different proofs, right? Nobody can prove the globe. But you can prove a plane, right? Like like he was showing mm-hmm. the different proofs and things. I can't see how anybody could look at what Micah presents and say that he's wrong. Well, I, they I, do. I, I, I mean, I mean uh, I'd be interested to see yeah, how anybody would rebut. I'd be interested. Yeah, I'd be yeah. very interested to see how anybody yeah. could rebut what he has what he's uncovered. No, definite, he's, definitely a lot of interesting work that he's put in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so why don't we get to it? Yeah, let's so let's get to it. We we just kind of let Micah go, and and I, I was doing a lot of, uh huh. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm also trying to read the screen without my glasses, so I'm like <laughs> squinting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, very very solid presentation, and like I said, I when it was done, I was like, he's right. I I don't know how you. How you rebut any of that information. So without further ado, I'll stop talking and we'll get right into our interview with Micah Dank. Enjoy, everybody. All right. We are joined by author of the Into the Rabbit Hole series. He is an astrotheologist and Bible decoder. He is Micah Dank. Micah, welcome to the Home Wrecker Podcast. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. We're excited. So I we, we were just talking a, a minute ago, and I was telling you about how I finished reading your first book. Awesome. It's very, very good. Uh, and I've got the next one ready to rock and roll. I, got, I actually have uh, books two and three. Uh, so I'm going to start book two pretty soon. But But very, very good stuff. And now... What we're going to be talking about today is astrotheology in the Bible, and right. you've got a nice presentation lined up. It looks like so we're uh, we're ready to get rocking and rolling, getting into it. So let me ask you first before we start: How did you get into all this stuff? So about eight, uh, yeah, about eight years ago, I had moved to. I'm from Long Island, and I had moved to Boston with uh, with someone um, who I'm no longer with, but uh, I moved to Boston for a new job. And when we got there, the iPad had just come out, or the second one did with the camera. Like yeah. the iPad had just come out, and um, she would just be watching TV because we didn't know many people, and I would just be on the iPad, just 
rolling down rabbit holes. And I came across this astrotheology stuff and I was just blown away by it. And I just, I studied it for months and months on end. And then what I ended up doing was I, at some point I was able to start, you know, decoding things myself with it. So that's what I've been doing. And I wrote a, a book series basically about it. And uh, that's basically where we are. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. I, I like uh, with the book series, I like that you did it. You're, you're putting this information out, but in, in the context of fiction. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that's really, it's, that's very, it's clever. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. But um, yeah, why don't you go ahead and, and, and uh, let's, let's get into talking about this. Okay. So basically, we could start with me asking you guys, what do you think the oldest, let's say, writings are on Earth? I would, if I had to guess, I'd say hieroglyphics, right? I don't know, because I don't trust history. I don't yeah, believe well, that, anything. Yeah, that, that's true. A lot, a lot of history is so Yeah, how do we know? I think, but yeah. Yeah, I would say maybe, uh, like, well, they say, like cave drawings, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right? or, yeah, exactly. hieroglyphics, so yeah. Cave drawings, yeah. Cave drawings would be it. So the Lascaux Caves are 40,000 years old. And what they are is basically these... Uh, they went into these caves in France, in Lascaux, France. And what they did was they found all these animals etched onto the wall like this. You'll see the bull on the top. You'll see the bunch of lions on the right. You'll see yeah. the on the bottom. Astrology, the bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo, and the horse is Sagittarius. It's the man with the bow and the arrow. And what they did was they found these. This isn't a representation of what the wall actually looked like. These are just pictures from them. Okay. But what they did was they saw where they were all located on this wall. And what they did was they brought in an astronomer who basically uh, had a computer, who had a computer program, who was able to rewind the scar stars back. So they carbon dated the wall, and it was about 40,000 years, give or take 5,000 years. And what they did was they found that when they carbon dated the wall and they rewound the clocks back to that time period, all these animals lined up with perfectly with the stars for where they were located. Hmm. So they've known about astrology for at least 40,000 years, you know, and these are supposedly hunting and gathering people who didn't really have much else. Right. So right. They knew all this stuff. Now how this applies is it applies directly in the Bible. The Bible is just basically an encoded astrology story. Uh, there's questions you can ask, like how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why is his birthday on December 25th? All that is astrology, and all that could be answered with astrology. So basically, of Genesis 1.14, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And that's what the Zodiac basically is. It's a giant clock. Um, you have the sun, which tells you the time of day. You have the moon, which tells you the day of the month. And then you have the Zodiac, which based on how it's visible in the sky, tells you the month of the year. So it's just basically a clock that we're completely entwined into. And these ancients figured this out. So basically what I have to do is in order for you to understand how to decode this properly, I have to explain the 12 Zodiacs with you. Okay. Okay. And do you guys have any questions before I start? Oh, no, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, let's just dive in. 
I'm going to have a million when you're done, I'm sure. But <laughs> All right. So you have Aquarius is, is represented by the man with the water pitcher. Okay. Okay. Um, this goes back to Zeus, who made a constellation of a boy who poured out the water pitcher. Basically, he had a servant boy that was in heaven that would serve them, the gods Ambrosia, which was the nectar of the gods, from this water pitcher. And then he got fed up one day, so he poured it over the side of heaven. And it caused the flood on earth. That's where the Greeks get their flood story from. And so this is like up, the, uh, sorry, this is like the, the, the flood story, like Noah, the ark, that, that yeah, story, right? Okay. This is where the Greeks get their flood story is this man with Aquarius. Okay. And Zeus, instead of punishing the boy, ended up immortalizing him as the man with Aquarius. So anytime you hear the word like Baptist, because this is how you baptize someone is with a pitcher of water. Right. And you pour it out onto their head. You hear Baptist, you hear words like fountain. You hear words like spring, you know, water-related things. They're talking about Aquarius. Okay. And Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. So when you're talking about water again, you're talking about Pisces or Aquarius. Okay? And it's just mm -hmm. up to you to decode to figure out which sign they're talking about. Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, and it's a 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, um, the Jews celebrate the Passover, which is the Passover when God passes over Egypt. And he, um, when God passes over Egypt, and it's the 10th plague, he kills the firstborn sons of all the Egyptians. But what it is in astrotheology astro is the sun passes over physically the equator, and it starts its trek back up to its height in the summer solstice. So what happens is the sun rises a degree starting on december 25th every day okay mm -hmm. starting december 25th it rises a degree the next day it'll rise another degree the next day it'll rise another degree and it does that all the way until june 21st then in june 21st what happens is it's it's in its height it's the height of the sun that's when the sun's in the glory that's when the kingdom of heaven is on earth and then for three consecutive days it stays at that height then on june 25th it drops a degree and then it'll continue to drop an additional degree every single day until it hits December 21st, which is the lowest point. Okay. Okay. So basically December 21st, the sun doesn't rise at all um, on its axis. So what happens is they said that the sun was dead. And then just like in June for three consecutive days, the sun stays at that height. So that's why they said God's sun was dead for three days. And then it comes back to earth, comes back to life on December 25th. It rises a degree, and then the sun basically follows this cycle every single year. It does this every single year. Right. And Aries is the, uh, the the time frame of it. We're in the age of Aquarius. The age of Aries was the time that the Jewish people uh, became prevalent, that the first Bible came out. And um, that's why it's the ram. That's why the Jews blow the ram's horn during the high holy days, is because they're signifying Aries. Now, when did the age of, I'm sorry, when did the age of Aquarius start? That was 2012, correct? Yeah, December 21st, 2012. Okay, okay. Right, then Taurus is the bull. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus, okay, you know that you need to put, you see the bull in the sky, you have to put the plow on the bull on earth so right. that you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. Okay. Then Gemini is the twins. That's Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. That's the story of Achilles. Then Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. Remember how the sun rises a degree and then in June 21st, it stops and then it walks sideways. Yeah. The sun metaphorically walks sideways for three days, just like the crab. 
then Leo is the king, the lion, the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So whenever you hear them talking about lions or cubs or um, kingdom of heaven on earth, they're talking about Leo because the sun is actually in Leo. And, and when the sun is in Leo, it's also the ruling planet of Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before you said you plant in Taurus, right? Yeah. So you plant in Taurus and then the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make bread for the year. That's why it's a virgin with the wheat stalk. Okay, so you knew you plant in Taurus and then you reap the wheat in Virgo. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales, it's the balance, it's the just one. And the reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. Libra is also wine season. So whenever you hear Libra, you hear the word justice or judgment or law or tax or things of that nature, they're talking about Libra. Whenever you hear wine or vineyard or grape or wine press, they're also talking about Libra. Whenever you hear olives, because olives are uh, also collected in Libra, they're talking about Libra. So you have those things to look for. Nice. Then Scorpio is the scorpion. He is the betrayer. So when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like two lips. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if a scorpion bit you, you'd look at your skin. It would look like something kissed you, but it has poison in it. That's why it's uh, the betrayal. Uh, it's why the mafia has the kiss of death. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss, because Jesus is metaphorically the sun. And when the sun is in Scorpio, it's betrayed. And Judas is Scorpio. They have 12 disciples. Each one of the disciples represents one of the zodiac signs. Got it. Okay. In Sagittarius, this is where, the, so it's uh, judged in Libra, it's betrayed in Scorpio, and then finally it's killed in Sagittarius. Sagittarius has December 21st. Okay, so whenever you're talking about death, or you're talking about a bow and arrow, or a horse, or a horseman, like the four horsemen, yep. you're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally, Capricorn is the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. And what that means is, if you look at the zodiac wheel, Capricorn's always at the bottom. So the sun metaphorically climbs a day starting in, in Capricorn. So it starts to climb up the mountain. That's why it's the goat. Huh. Okay. Okay. You guys have any questions based on that? No, I mean, it makes total sense. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah. When you're saying that, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, I mean, like the wheels are really turning for me now. Like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good so far. Good so far. Okay. Names for Jesus. So you're talking about the sun. Okay. He's the yeah. son of God, like the sun behind his head. Yep. The son of God, not the S-O-N of God. He's the sun. So names for Jesus, I mean, when the goat Capricorn, when the sun is in Capricorn, he's called the scapegoat of Israel. When the sun is in Aquarius, he's called the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, the two fish, he's known as the fisherman of men. It's also why he fed the masses with two fish on the mount. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, when the sun is in Aries, he's known as the lamb of God. When it's in Leo, he's known as the lion of Judah. The lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin, and he's called the bread of life. When you have Libra, the scales of justice, he's known as the just one. Then he's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius, and uh, that's December 21st. And it's also why he's worshipped on the sun day. Because Jeez. he's the sun. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
So all the stuff they taught us in Sunday school growing up is is all. Well, but we've well, known it. So we've known that. Interpretation of a book that's metaphorical. Yeah. Yeah. What they teach you is they teach you how to interpret it literally when the book was never supposed to be taught literally. There's nothing literal about the Bible. The characters aren't real. Yeah. These are just metaphors and allegories for the celestial beings. I mean, that goes more along the line of kind of what I feel. Um, we've talked about it on the show before. I, I grew up Catholic. Um, I never connected to it. And it just never, I don't know, I just didn't feel anything for it. And as I got older and learning about what, you know, especially like the Catholics do and Christianity and just the bullshit, how they bulldoze over other people's religions and try to convert them over. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I've always thought it was a, a scam, but um, this definitely makes more sense. Thank you. Um, now check this out. You see this picture of Jesus on the left? Yes. Yeah. This is like your stereotypical picture that you could just rip off the internet. Yeah. Right? That's like every picture of Jesus. Like white Jesus, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The sun is always behind. There's four things you'll see. The sun is always behind Jesus. In every picture, the sun is behind his head because he represents the sun. Mm -hmm. The two fingers up like that. Okay. Yeah. Like they have that with Baphomet. They have it with Lucifer. They have it with Jesus. They all have the two fingers up. That's an ancient comedic peace sign. And comedic uh, means Egypt. So it's an ancient Egyptian peace sign that they borrowed. The, okay. the John Lennon peace sign, okay? Yeah. That's the British victory war sign. It's V for victory, mm -hmm. okay? okay? So that's not actually the peace sign. The peace sign is this. Then the white Jesus part is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia, who was the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. See, this was in the mid-1500s, and uh, the printing press had just come out. And what this pope had done is, yes, popes have had kids before, okay? They never mm -hmm. got married, but they have, they've had kids before. If you were to Google a picture of this guy, Caesar Borgia, if you wanted to pull it up on your computer, um, you'll see it's the same face because this Pope decided that his son would be the face of Jesus. Before then, there was no face of Jesus. Okay. <laughs> wow. Then okay. you have the heart with the crown of thorns outside the body. The crown of thorns wrapped around the heart represents the sun's rays. You know how Jesus is crucified with the crown of thorns? Yeah. He's Sun and the 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 crown represents the the sun rays, the rays of the sun. Okay. The heart outside the body represents the heart's toroidal field. Okay, are you guys okay. familiar with that? The aura, mm -hmm. as they call it. Yeah. Yeah, it goes out six feet from your body. Mm -hmm. That's why all the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart right now, is because you can't interact with anybody. When you guys are sitting right next to each other, your heart's toroidal fields are communicating with one another on a submolecular level. Yeah. Maybe even through the ether. And you ever you ever know just know somebody's like coming up behind you? Yeah. It's because mm -hmm. they broke your toroidal field. It's not mm -hmm. like a sixth sense. They just broke your heart's energy field. And you can always sense when someone is too close to you. <laughs> That's wow. Uh, so so <laughs> you so picture. You guys want to pull up a picture of this guy, Caesar Borgia? <laughs> Can make it bigger? Yeah, there's one right here. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, look at that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same face. Yeah, it's the exact why. same face. Yeah. Wow. That's why. It's the same guy. That's crazy. Yep. And so that's the face of Jesus. There was no face for Jesus before then. That's and crazy. This pope called his bastard son the face of Jesus. 
Good for him. Jesus is known as the light of the world. He's the only begotten son. He is the light of the world. Right. The sun. The sun is the light of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. So we're going to start decoding them. Okay. We're going to start decoding phrases. I gave you the keys to look for. Have you guys heard of the phrase pride comes before the fall? Yeah. Okay. One of you guys, can you define it? Oh boy. Um, I've heard it like, uh, I can say like how it it has interpreted to me. Yeah. yeah, Just like if you're prideful, then you're going to fall. Like you always, something will come up where it will, it basically, it humbles you. Yeah. It'll knock you off your high horse kind of deal. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what they want you to think. However, do you know what a group of lions is called? A pride. Exactly. And pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo is in July and August. That comes before the fall. (laughs) So that's what it really means. I love it. Wow. That's. Wow. Okay. This is the kind of decoding that you do with astrotheology. Micah 5-2, my namesake. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. However, in Hebrew, Bethlehem is not one word. It's a combination of two words. Bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. It literally means house of bread. Okay? Well, Virgo this is a lady with the wheat stalk. Each zodiac sign is called a house. So I don't know what your sign is, but whatever your sign is, it's the house of that. So I'm a Libra, so it's the house of Libra. This is the house of bread. Okay? Yeah. So that's the virgin. So when they say that the Savior is going to come from Bethlehem, they're saying that the Savior is going to come from a virgin. Huh. Yeah, I'm a Libra, too, and you're a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh, you guys are a good match. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, for sure. <laughs> you guys are definitely a good match. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Good stuff. <laughs> so, okay, I've given you things to look for. Now you're going to start exercising this yourself. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to count how many signs you see in this one passage okay. that they metaphorically allude to. This is Deuteronomy 32. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky grounds. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. Mm-hmm. So do you see, I emphasize the words, but do you yeah, see no. Words? So it's talking about like bull is Taurus um, and the olives and the grapes are Virgo, Libra. 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 Thank you. I'm like trying to go through the thing in my <laughs> mind. Um, now, let me see. Honey from the, and the olive oil, the rocky ground. Lambs. Lambs and goats. Lambs and goats. Lambs yeah. are always the ram. Mm-hmm. The goats, and the goats, the Cap- Capricorn. The ram is Aries. The yeah. wheat is Virgo. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two that you don't know. He gave them honey from the cliffs. Okay? Yeah. Honey is a, in, in, the, in the sign of cancer. There's a group of stars. It's an asterism. And that just means it's just like a closely knit group of stars. Mm-hmm. And they're called the beehive cluster. So that's where the honey comes from, metaphorically. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So that's in cancer. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. Do you guys have any clue where that would be? So butter, butter from the herd and milk from the flock. They're milk based. Okay, so that'd be uh, would cow mean, would be but would or goat, be, right? Because yeah. goat can have milk. No, as well. no, 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 no. no? You, guys, it, you, guys are, you guys are thinking too deep into this. Okay, just Taurus, uh, like, like no, the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, the Milky Way. Oh, shit. Okay. 
the Milky Way galaxy. Now, the center of the Milky Way galaxy is in Sagittarius. So metaphorically, the land from Cancer, the beehive cluster, to Sagittarius is your land of milk and honey. Ah, okay. Okay. The Mount of Olives. Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover so that he could teach them a few more things, pray, and then wait for Judas to betray him. While walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Okay? Now picture your zodiac wheel. Passover takes place in Aries. Okay? So it starts in Aries. We're right after he walks to the Mount of Olives. Olives are in Libra. Okay, so if you look at the zodiac wheel, all you do is you draw a line from Aries to Libra, Mm -hmm. and that's a straight line. They're opposing signs. Okay, so you walk from Aries to Libra. Now you're in Libra, and they're waiting for Judas to betray him. Well, that betrayal comes in Scorpio, which is the sign after Libra. So this is how they decode it, basically, is that you you jump from opposing signs to neighboring signs. We'll get into that a little bit more, but I just wanted to throw this in here just so that you guys know. Okay. Um, This is how they do it, is they'll talk about two different signs. Like when they talk about war and love in the Bible, okay, the ruling planet of Aries is Mars, the god of war. The ruling planet of Libra is Venus, the goddess of love. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that's your war and love. And that's a straight line because those are opposing signs. Now, once he's in the Mount of Olives in Libra, he's waiting to be betrayed in Scorpio. He's still in Libra. He gave the parable of the true vine or vineyard or wine press in Libra. Okay, so you see Mm -hmm. how this kind of works? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Revelation 4-7. The first living, it blows my mind that people take this stuff literally. Okay, so I'm going to get into two passages from Revelation that are kind of famous. Okay. Now, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first living creature was like a lion, Leo. The second was like an ox, Taurus. The third had a face like a man, Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Okay? Mm-hmm. We didn't go over eagle yet, mm-hmm. but in astrology... The Scorpio is the belly crawling creature, much like much like uh, God commands the snake to crawl on its belly after Eve is betrayed. Yeah. Okay. So it's the belly crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on earth. It's evolved form is the flying eagle. You guys familiar with uh, UFC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You know, Khabib. Ner, 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 yeah. Khabib. Yep. Khabib. <laughs> I can't say his last name either. It, it's uh No. It's the flying eagle. Is that is that what he's called? The flying he's eagle. The flying okay. eagle. And guess what? He's a Scorpio. That's where that comes from. Okay. Okay. The eagle's evolved form is the phoenix, and the phoenix is the story of the, of Christ. It's the sun. It's a flaming ball that basically lives, and then it's die. It dies, and then it rises from its ashes days later. Okay. Yeah. Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. I don't know if you've ever heard of anything called like a mutable sign or a cardinal sign um, in astrology, but these are the four fixed signs. And what happens is the solstices and the equinox, when you look at the zodiac wheel, you, 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 you pinpoint the, them on the wheel and you connect them. It forms a perfect cross. That's the cross that God's son lives and dies on. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. These four signs make an X through that cross. It's a perfect alignment. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's how they encode this. Revelation 12. Have you heard about the lady with the dragon? No. No. 
Okay. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, 10 horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. Okay, there's people who believe this literally, that there's gonna be a woman in the sky and a dragon is gonna roar at what? her. Okay. People that believe this literally, okay? Oh, man. Okay. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. It's a metaphor. It's for the, so the sun is, cl- the virgin is clothed with the sun. Make sense? If the sun is in Virgo? Yeah. 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 Now, if the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. Okay? Now, here's the thing. There's, there, You cannot look outside into the sky in any direction and be looking outside of our 12 signs. It's a, it's a, it's a, calendar that completely encompasses us right okay now so basically the sun uh there's 12 signs the sun spends two hours in each sign every day that makes your 24-hour clock okay Mm -hmm. so if the sun is in virgo okay it's roughly about 4 p.m okay so that's midday basically well not midday but it's like it's still daytime right if the sun is in virgo the moon will be at her feet so if the sun is in Virgo, the moon is technically down below. And when the moon comes up, the sun goes down. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. There's a constellation called Draco, which is on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see that's the dragon. It's also known as the two hyenas, too, by the way, which I looked into and learned. Um, so its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius which is four twelfths of the signs or one third of the stars out of the sky. So that's why it's tail swept a third of the stars out of the earth. It's a metaphor. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I've given examples of astro theology in the old Testament, as well as the new Testament. I'm starting to show you how this shit works. Yeah. I've been accused. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Go nuts. I've been accused of cherry picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. So let's take a much longer passage. Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. You familiar with the book of Job? I've heard of it, but I've never read uh-huh. it no, or anything. It's the oldest book in the Bible. Okay. Okay. It's not the first book of the Bible, but it predates Genesis. It's the oldest story. Job was a righteous man. Okay. Who had everything. He had livestock. He had family. He was a God fearing, God worshiping. Well, not God fearing, but he was a God worshiping person. Satan went to God and said, basically, if you start taking away this guy's stuff, he's going to curse you. He's only righteous because he has everything. So God says, I don't believe that. And then God gives Satan permission. You can take things away from him, but you can't kill him. So little by little, his family starts getting sick and dying. His, his animals get sick. You know, he starts losing everything. He cries out to God. Okay. And then God finally responds to him. These are supposedly the words of God. Okay. And I'm going to decode the whole thing for you. Sure. So this is Job 38, 32. The first thing he says is, can you lead forth the Maseroth? Now, it's important to know that the word Maseroth literally means Zodiac. So right out of the gate, God's first thing, he says, do you know your Zodiac? Uh, Maseroth okay. over time becomes the word Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, or good fortune from the stars. That's what it means, good fortune from the stars. So the Lord's challenge to Job, the first two are obvious star references. He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are two metaphors that are obviously about the stars that we're aware of. Right. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellations in their season 
or lead out the bear with its cubs. The constellations are the zodiac above, and the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Then he says, who could tip over the water jars of heavens? That's obviously Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger for the lions? That's a reference to Leo. Yeah. Who provides food for the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? That's Mariga, meaning deer, and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's a Celis Borealis, which means donkey, and is located in Cancer. You see how this is going, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's the bull Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille, or Al-Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and lance. That's Sagittarius, the bow and the arrow. Does, does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull in Levethian with the fish hook? For Levethian was a fish god. So that's Pisces, the two fish. So right, okay. that's his answer to him. Basically, you see how it's all astrology, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So how was Jesus able to heal the blind? Okay, let's answer the questions from before now. Sure. Okay. How Jesus was able to heal the blind? Well, if he's the son, S-O-N, okay, the story goes, the blind man came up to him, Jesus put his fingers on his eyes, and he was able to see. Right. But if he's the son, S-U-N, what happens? He gives light. When the sun comes up in the morning, you it can touches see. your eyes, and then suddenly you can see. Right. How he walked on water. Have you ever seen a sunset on a lake before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how the son of God walks on water. How he turned water into wine. So are you guys, do you guys know why God is considered a man and earth is considered a woman? Mother earth? No. no. It has to do with God's sacred fluid, the rain. Okay. It's called uh, shemen in Hebrew. We get the word semen from it. It's the sacred fluid. Okay? Uh, okay. So what happens is God's sacred fluid pours down and impregnates Mother Earth. And then from the rain, from his secret shemen, um, all things grow out of her. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's a metaphor. Okay, yeah. So basically, yep. remember uh, in Taurus, that's when you plant. And that's yep. also April showers bring May flowers. Uh-huh. Right, right. So it rains and rains in Taurus. And then it continues to rain and it rains and it rains. And then that's the that's the water at the beginning, and then the grapes grow, and you crush them in Libra. That's how you turn the water into wine. Right. Okay. okay. Wow. Why yeah. He, yeah. Why he had twelve disciples? We went over that. Why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas? We went over that. Why he was dead for three days? We went over that. Why his birthday is on December twenty fifth? Now you guys know the answer to all that. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, it definitely makes more sense yeah, than, um, more sense. you know, what you're told when you're a kid going to church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh. I have a question for you because Alex and I were having a conversation. I thought you might be a, a good person to get in on this um, for fun. So we're talking about, you know, religion, so to speak. We're talking about the Bible and what people believe. And so you have God, you have the sun, and it's brought up with like Lucifer. And you just mentioned, you know, Lucifer went to God. And so... Well, no, I said it was Satan. Oh, sorry, Satan, Satan. There's a difference between Satan and Lucifer. So why don't you explain that, please? 
sure. So Satan in Hebrew is the word hashatan, okay? And Satan literally just means adversary, okay? That's what Satan means. So two UFC fighters, two basketball teams, two competing in anything are just Satan to one another. That's all Satan means. It's just an adversary. Okay. okay. Lucifer is the light bringer, okay? He's the light bearer. Um, do you know why he's the light bearer? No. The the actual, like the legit reason or the reason why that... He's the light bearer because he, he's known as the morning star. Well, I was going to say, I know he's no, known as the morning star, but I didn't right. know if that was going to get to yes. your well, point. Do you know okay. what the morning star is? Is an astrology, isn't it? The is it the North Star? No, no. The morning star, okay, so try this in the morning. Get up a little early. Mm-hmm. Oh, we outside, do. Go go outside and look at the sun rising. Yeah. If you look above it a couple degrees, you'll see a bright pinpoint light. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Venus. That's yeah. the morning star. <sighs> okay. Gotcha. Okay. So Lucifer is the morning star. Oh, uh, okay. okay. In okay. the Bible, in Genesis one three, God says, "Let there be light." Well, how are you going to have light without the light bringer? So Lucifer is mentioned instantly about in the Bible, even if not by name, then by action. And the other thing that you have to know, too, is that uh, Lucifer supposedly has a pentagram. Okay, Mm -hmm. that they basically tell you is evil. Yeah. Okay. well, the pentagram is basically I just told you Lucifer was Venus, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you take Earth and Venus in their orbit around the sun in a year, they almost connected five points. You just connect those five points. You get the pentagram. Mm -hmm. That's Lucifer's pentagram. It's all astrology. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so I was going to say, like, it, it brings, you know, the good versus evil, heaven versus hell. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, hell is on earth. Hell is winter. There is no actual hell. There's, let me ask you a question. Hell is supposed to be an inferno, right? Supposedly. Supposed yeah, Allegedly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be a fiery inferno. How do people, how do animals... How do anything uh, process pain in their body? It's in the body, nerve. yeah, totally. Their yeah. It's their nerve endings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you die and you shed your nerve endings, how are you going to process a fiery pit of hell and being in pain? You're not. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. is actually winter on Earth. Hell is desolate. It's cold. The sun is not out. Um, the word for hell, the word for... The word inferno goes back to a word called inverno uh, in Latin, which means winter. Okay, really? so hell okay. is winter. Hell is winter. It's cold. It's desolate. Nothing grows. There's no food. The sun is not out. Only animals come out. There's snow. Hell is on earth. Hell is winter. Okay, it's just been co-opted to be a boiling pit, a fire thing. In Dante Alighieri's book, The Divine Comedy, right? I don't know if you guys have read it. A long time ago. <laughs> a so long time ago. Okay, so he's in the bottom layer of hell. Okay, mm-hmm. Satan is. Okay, do you remember what he's in? Because Dante knew this. Wasn't no. it, well, you mean like cold? Because there was parts that were cold, weren't there? He was in the bottom layer of hell. He had three faces. Each face was chewing on somebody. Uh, the three evil people from the world. Brutus and Cassius, who betrayed Caesar. And... Judas, he's chewing on these three people, but he's in, he's in the bottom layer of hell, but he's frozen up to his belly in a lake full of, it's frozen. And why? It's because his wings are flapping so hard that it's freezing everything over. Gotcha. Okay. So, frozen over. Knew that. so hell is winter. Hell is not 
they inverted it. That's mm. what they do. They invert it and then they uh son of a bitch. It's funny. We were just <laughs> wow. talking about how like everything's always so inverted and yeah. like yeah. you read these books and you these quote unquote experts talk about, oh well, this is this and this is that. And like for me for the longest time like, I always felt something was wrong with me because I'm like, I don't get that. That doesn't resonate with me. I feel the opposite. I get the opposite feeling. And, right. we, you know, was it just like yesterday or the day before? Yeah. And it's like maybe like and I realize like there's nothing wrong with me. It's just how I am. Um, but it was just funny because it's like maybe I'm right. <laughs> it's yeah. it's because everything's inverted. Well, it's crazy. because it's, it's. Have you heard of the Hegelian dialect? No, I've I've heard of it. Yeah, Hegelian dialect basically says uh, you create the problem and you sell the solution. Okay, and that's yeah. what religion yeah. basically has done. Yeah, you know? it's true. Like the government, <laughs> bunch of con men. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, blowing my mind over here with some of this stuff, Mike. I got to tell you. So do you want me to go on? Yeah, go on. I can show you how I'm going to use the book of Matthew and I'm going to go through it line for line. Okay. Sure. Show you how the whole thing is astrology. Okay. So you see how I have like the Zodiac wheel on the left? Yeah. Yeah. With with like a a red thing on it, just basically. So I highlight sections of the Zodiac wheel. Okay. I'll just show it to you. This is an aid to understand because we're going to be jumping around it a lot. No, this is great. I'm a visual person, so yeah, this, is, yeah, this is helpful. That's why I figured, you know, that's why, I, that's why I did this PowerPoint presentation is because like, a lot of people tend to take things in a little bit more when it's, uh, when it's visual. Matthew 3, 2. Repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. I told you the kingdom of heaven was Leo because the sun is in, when the sun is in Leo, it's in its house that it mm-hmm. rules. Okay. So each one of these Bible, each one of these, um, each one of these gospels starts at one of the four major points, the solstices of the equinox. Okay. So the closest one to the kingdom of heaven being near is cancer. That's why I highlighted it. You have June 21st, the summer solstice. Okay. Yeah. Then this right here, you see these dividing lines between the signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no real dividing line in the sky, but it's basically where one ends and one begins. Those are known as the firmament. You know how people tell you the firmament is a giant dome over earth, over flat earth or whatever? It's not. The firmament describes the division between these signs. There's a saying in the Bible, I forget where it is, and I probably should find it, that says that the firmament shows God's handiwork. Okay? Because it's where one sign ends and one sign begins. Interesting. Yeah. Now the next passage, Matthew Matthew 3, 4. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. So if we take the most famous drawing of a man, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man, and superimpose it onto the Zodiac, we can make sense of this. I just used the Zodiac. I just used the Vitruvian man. You don't, you guys are familiar with it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just used it, but you could really use like a dog from Paw Patrol as long as it's like (laughs) on the wheel. Yeah. You know, as long as it's, it looks like this. Okay. Yeah. So cancer being the head is where he eats the wild honey. You remember the beehive cluster? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the head is in cancer. So the mouth is in cancer. So that's why he's eating the honey metaphorically. Okay. Yeah. A little lower down on the body is the clothes made out of camel hair. Okay. So that's in Gemini or camelopardalis. Camel, camelopardalis. Yeah. Okay. Is in Gemini. So right now you have the head and the upper body so far. Moving a little lower on the body, you get to his midsection right here. You see the line, how I've drawn it? Yeah. Where you would wear the belt. 
Taurus represents the bull and the female is the cow, which is where you get leather for the leather. That's how you get leather. Right, right. Okay? Regarding the belt, so that's how you get leather. But regarding the belt, Orion's belt sits between Taurus and Gemini. So next would be the baptism. So how are we going to go from the beginning of Leo to a water sign to signify the baptism? You would go across the zodiac. Cross signs, as I've already explained to you and given you examples of, are known as their signs opposing location. For example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. Here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to the other. And it's important to know that when the when they're in the when they're referencing a passage that's talking about a firmament, for example, with Cancer and Leo, if they're talking about the firmament, they could be talking about honey or they could be talking about lions. Okay. So if mm -hmm. it's at the firmament, you could talk about either. When okay. you're solely in a sign, you can only talk about that. Okay. So the man with the water pitcher is Aquarius personified as John the Baptist with the water. It's important to note too that John the Baptist and Jesus are always six months apart. When you think about the fact that Jesus was born on December 25th and rises a degree a day, then that must mean that John the Baptist is born on June 24th and decreases a degree a day. That's why in June 3, John 3.30, John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Okay. It's also why St. John's Day is on June 24th, exactly six months apart. See, they said it for you, and they don't even tell you why. Mm -hmm. So the next story is the temptation of Jesus. So we're going back to the Cancer Leo firmament of July 24th. This is simple. It's a, he's in, the, he's in, he's in uh, temptation for 40 days. So just count 40 days. It takes you to September 2nd, which is right in the heart of Virgo. The virgin with the weed stalk. What does the devil say? Matthew 4, 3. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Okay, here we see the mention of the bread, which tells you that the sun is in Virgo. Okay, yeah, so you're in Virgo. So then Matthew 5, 17 and 22, I did not come to abolish the law. And if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. There's the judgment. So they're talking about the Virgo Libra border. Libra, yeah, yeah. Okay, this could be used to talk about bread or talk about law and judgment. Matthew 7, 9, 10, if your children are asked for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Once again, this being the firmament between Virgo and Libra, it switches back to Virgo. It's important to know that I'm literally just going line for line through the Bible and showing you how this is all encoded. Wow, that's crazy. That's nuts. So like, like with, with all this, right, why then, I, I know that they, obviously it's for control, but where where do you do you think that the, the these religious leaders all these people they they know all this right like they know that this is what the no, bible no. you go to priest school you go to become a rabbi you don't learn any of this so no, they, so they don't know any of this stuff no wow like there are people that know i'm just a kid from long island and i figured this out like there's people that know this there has to be it's just it's it's just, it's just too it makes too much sense it's just too easy in Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. That's Aries. And can you pick grapes from the thorn bushes? That's Libra. So I've drawn a line right here to show you their opposing signs. Right, okay. right. Moving along, Matthew 13, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. The story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces. Okay. As he is right beside the lake or the two water signs. Its cross sign is Leo, Virgo, firmament. As it's across from Virgo, the wheat stalk, the grains, is it ironic that the next parables are the wheat and the weeds, the mustard seed and the yeast? 
Moving right along, the next is the fishing net parable. So we go back across from Leo Virgo to Aquarius Pisces. Mm -hmm. Then Gemini is the sign of the two men, technically twins. However, there's just a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brother, James, Joseph, and Simon, and Judas. Okay, this ends in the firmament of Gemini Cancer. How do we know this? Because the very next story is the death of John the Baptist. Remember, the death is in Sagittarius, December 21st. Right. Okay. Then Matthew 7, 14, 17, 32. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. The two fish are Pisces. It's the sign of two fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five loaves of bread or Virgo with the bread. Okay. Those are opposing signs. <laughs> wow. This is the cross of God's son. This is what it looks like when you connect the solstices. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. The next is Libra, which is the law and wine, remember? What stories do we get now? The story of the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker. It's just so simple. As you can see how they're basically encoded now. Next is Scorpio. So we were in in Libra. Next is Scorpio, the betrayer. This is where Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. And then here's where Jesus is crucified on the cross. So you're in Scorpio, and then you move to the next sign, Sagittarius. And that's the book of Matthew. Wow. Wow. Look at that. That's crazy. That's that's just nuts. Like, just all the... Wow. Yeah, I'll, I show just... you, I'll show you the people that do know this. There are people that do know this. Back to your question before. Yeah. Roman Catholic Catechism 2116. All forms of divination are to be rejected. Recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead, or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm readings, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums, all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict <clears throat> the honor and respect and loving fear that we owe to God alone. <laughs> so they tell you that astrology is evil, but the whole book is astrology. So they know this. Wow. This is the Roman Catholic Catechism. No kidding. Well, I feel like they always, like, that's their job is to take all information and convert it to what they want people to yeah, believe. Yeah, they want you to believe this yeah. literally. Yeah. Knowledge and, is and power, but the thing right? is, and, and, and sadly, people believe it. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, believable. You know, when you put it in, when you when you lay it out like this, it's like, Okay, obviously this is what it means. You can't argue it. Well, I look at it like <laughs> just, know? I go by feeling. I go by, what do I feel? This feels like it makes way more sense to me than being a child, going to church, listening to a Catholic priest talk, blah, 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 and having no connection, no feeling, nothing, just these stories. And yeah, they're supposed to like have lessons, which is great. Like you can take what's being given out and learn a nice little lesson. But at the end of the day, is that the truth? You know what I mean? So I, I kind of look at it like you have to go by what you feel personally. And if it resonates with you, awesome. If not, awesome. But this definitely just inside feels more right than, I mean, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't even feel right. You, it, you show you right what, there. Like, no, it's exactly what it but is. But I just said, I go by how I feel. No, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, logically, it does make sense. Yeah, I'm just I mean, going by inside. This feels more right than yeah, what we've been taught. Yes. 
Interesting. So, so the the elites, all these all these people, the these they them, you know, whatever you want to call them. Do you think they all know all this stuff? Or some are, have to. So there's no way they don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I would think that that I would at least that the ones at the very top have got to know this stuff, and then you know everybody beneath them, they you know they pull the strings and have them do whatever. That's a Just, whole other topic yeah, that I, I could know, go off on know, with all of that's, that. That's a whole other. And who show. are the they? Because I kind of yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah, on yeah, an episode yeah, yeah, my yeah. thoughts, but, but yeah, yeah, interesting. This, Thank you. Micah, this is awesome, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. And this is basically the stuff that I created my book series about. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you go over a, a, a bunch of it in the first book. Now, it's a six-book series, right? Right. Book four just came out? Is yes. that Okay. And, and Book five comes out a month from today. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, I'm going to hold this up so everybody can see it. Well, I don't know if our video is up or if it's his oh, thing, so oh, we'll wait. Okay. We'll do it after. Okay, we'll do it after. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I lied. Hold on. Sec. You liar. Damn there you, we go. Now we're <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, so it's right here. Beneath the Veil is book one. It's very, very good. I think I finished it in like two days. It's like a quick, yeah, nice you, quick you read. Did. Yeah, yeah, you finished good. it quickly. Very good. Yeah. Now, Excellent. is this going to go, uh, do, do you have any I mean, this this is like a this could be like a TV series or a movie series. Yeah, I'm working on it right now. My publicist is working on that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, because I mean, I could see this being like a, a more contemporary. I don't want to say like the um, Da Vinci Code, but I guess kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Only this one would be like more factual, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, good stuff, man. Really good stuff. Awesome. Really good stuff. Micah, why don't you tell everyone how they can find you? Sure. I'm on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Micah Dank. Um, if you want a copy of the book series, I a lot of people in like this kind of podcasting community or like the fans or like the listeners, they don't like giving money to Amazon. So I sell the books direct. Awesome. Oh, great. If you are interested. Um, just reach out to me on one of those platforms and, uh, I'll set something up and I'll mail it to you direct. Perfect. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. We'll, I'll do that from now on. Yeah. I'll do that for book four and beyond. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll man. sign them too. I signed them too. Oh, great. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to, you want to get no, out that's there? It. I'm just wondering what you guys think. I, I, I think it's awesome. Like it, it all makes perfect sense the way you lay it out uh, now uh, i i've heard uh, an interview with you previously where you mentioned jordan maxwell have you ever actually talked to jordan maxwell no no by the time i got to the level where i'm at right now he's sick he's 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 old and sick because he's i mean he's he's a guy that i feel like does he has he ever talked about any of this kind of stuff um Briefly, briefly, but not really in the way that I do. Like I decode phrases. He doesn't really do that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, cause I know like you're, you're decoding the whole Bible. I know he, he like a couple of things I've seen of his, he, he's dropped a couple of things here and there that are, you know, a couple of the, of, of the, not, not the verses of the Bible, but, but a lot of the things, you know, like symbology, for example, like he's big into symbology and stuff like that. But I just didn't know, I, I thought it would be fascinating to hear his thoughts on, on this kind of stuff. I mean, 
Have you sent him your work or anything like that? I've reached out to him a bunch of times. He's never reached back out to oh, me. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, that's too bad. Because, yeah, because I think you're like the, the new Jordan Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is awesome stuff. I personally have never went through and actually read the entire Bible. I just had like the, you know, Sunday school lessons, stuff like that growing up. But for me, it was always just like, kind of like Monique, where I, I never really... I was never really religious. I, f- I think I was more of a spiritual person. And it, but this all just makes total sense now. The way you've gone through and decoded it and explained what all the different stuff means. It just, I, I, I can't rebut it in any way. I can't think of any way to rebut it. And, and like you said, the fact that people take this stuff literally, you know, hey, to each their own, I guess. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to take it literally if you've been presented this kind of information. All I can think of is, as you're explaining this, if this was me trying to map everything out, I'd be the one with, like, the wall with, like, all these different things and the red <laughs> strings going from, like, across <laughs> one end to yeah, another, yeah. trying to, like, like I said, I'm visual. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but no, very awesome. interesting. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you for taking the time and sharing with us and our listeners and watchers, too. Yes. Yes. Excellent PowerPoint. Yeah. Good Thank stuff, you. man. Yes, yeah, so we'll make sure everyone knows this is one to watch. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. And um, we'll set something up. We'll do it again. Maybe I'll show you guys the Book of Revelation. I could do the Book of Enoch. I could do the Enuma Elish. So you've gone through and done all of it? Yep. Wow. Excellent. Cool. Very good. We'll have a part two. Yeah, that'd be neat. Excellent. For sure. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank we really you. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Right, Take man. care, Micah. Take care. Take Thanks care. again. Bye. All right. We're back. Yes. So, yeah, that was, uh, again, like I said before. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how you hear that. Well, I I think it's one you definitely have to watch and, and just see how everything is illustrated, how everything's laid out, especially if you're a visual learner or a visual person. I don't, I don't know how you could look at that and say, that's wrong. That can't be right. I mean, I, I know people that will do that, of course, because belief, they believe a certain thing. But remember, like, like uh, Crow777 always says, belief is the enemy of knowing. And I, I completely believe that. Well, I look at it this way. Or feel that, I should say. I look at it this way. We're not Bible readers. We're not religious people. No. But we look at it and we go, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This is cool. Yeah. But if you do read the Bible, if you follow the Bible, if you take it literally, I would say after listening to it, maybe just kind of look at it and say, okay, these are the lessons I receive when I read the Bible. What are the lessons? What do I learn here when I look at it this way? And maybe try to find balance with it if it resonates with you a bit. Maybe that's one way to look at it. Uh, you know, I, I, I was very clear with how I feel about organized religion, uh, especially yeah. the Catholic Church, and I don't resonate with that. And I've, especially learning what I've learned about the way they just try to take over other beliefs, religions, ideologies, and try to just convert people. It's a numbers game to them. Um, to me, a numbers game isn't about faith. It's not about love. That's about control. And so it makes sense, you know, this, what, what is their control with astrology? 
what kind of control does it have? I don't know. I mean, well, what do you mean? What, what's their control? No, what, I just like because man want wants to control. To control. You, you like, you know, you can't control the stars. Can you control? But you can control man. Like man can control man. Right. So yeah, yeah I just look at it like there's nothing to control with that. But it makes me wonder, because I don't think outer space is what they say it is. So it makes me wonder, maybe there's more. Maybe it's another layer of the onion being peeled. So if this is what the Bible is really talking about in the stars, what are the stars? I don't think that whoever wrote the Bible knows what the stars are. I don't think. Maybe, perhaps. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's what we're being told it is. So I agree. I think that if the Bible is a is a text that that is is teaching about the stars, it's a it's an astrology text, mm-hmm. right? If that's what it is, which I think it's pretty obvious that that's that's what it is, then why would you want to like like why would you want to say that it's not that? It's because you want to you want to have that information for yourself. To because knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, like you said, to control. That's really all it comes down to is is control. So yeah, I, why would you want to? Who's gonna fear the stars, the beautiful stars they see in the sky? <laughs> Who's gonna fear the sun? Right. They want people to be so, afraid. Heaven and hell. Because well, what's fear? Fear is a is a mechanism of control. Yeah. If no, you're afraid of something, exactly. Then you're more easily controlled. Look at the world today. No, exactly. But yeah, so I just, I, I kind of look at it like, again, have an open mind. I should have said that in the beginning, but yeah. have an open mind. <laughs> and yeah, you know, depending, everyone has different, again, beliefs. Um, yeah, and that's, and, and again, look, anything I say, anything a guest says, I can't speak for a guest, so scratch that. Anything I say, anything he says, Make up your own mind. Make up your own yeah. opinion. We, We've we're been not, saying it so I think yeah. since we started the show. It's and, like and you do your own research. You see what works with you. Right. You know. and, and I'm not I'm not one who cares what people say. I don't get offended because they're just words. Yeah. Uh, so sticks and stones, baby. If anything I say offends somebody, tough. Uh, that sounds I, like a you problem. I, yeah, I hate I hate to be <laughs> that way, but I, that's just kind of how it is. I, I mean, I say what I feel. Yeah. What what makes sense to me and if if it upsets somebody or, or whatever well i don't listen to the show if that's i've upset okay. you there, that much there, it's okay yeah right yeah, so if, if i've offended anybody we by still, saying that you still send love to the, you <laughs> yeah of course uh yeah yeah of course that that's never changed uh, that that i i still feel that you should uh, the the lessons that are taught in the Bible, the, the lessons, the moral lessons, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I still feel like that's just a way to be because. You, you mean to it's be a, a good, good set person of, and be yeah, kind? Yeah, just a, just, a, just a good set of rules. It's a good, if you're looking at it as a, as a book that, that teaches you to be a better person or, or how to act in a, in a civilized society, I guess. Yeah. But I don't think it should be taken word for word literally either. And I think this pointed that out even more so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This presentation definitely pointed yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. Not to be taken literally. It's a metaphorical text for sure. And I think that that's, that's I think that's a pretty widely accepted, I, I, I think, uh, viewpoint 
but uh, maybe not. Maybe there are still people out there that think that the sky will rain fire or, or whatever else uh, it has been talked about in the Bible. I don't know. Well, you know what I thought but, of, though, when we were talking about beliefs? It's yes. like there is one thing I truly believe in. What's that? Love. Yeah, of, of course. I believe yeah. in love, too. Do you remember that okay. song? I can't remember the <laughs> band. It was like, I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Remember that song? Like, he yeah. goes, like, really high. Yes, I'm trying to remember. Who, and they were like, that, yeah. Was I, it back in, like, the 2000s, uh, early 2000s, or mid uh, well, Yeah, what was the name I of that I can't remember now? the name. But, that like, I got that in my head. The Darkness? Wasn't it yes, the Darkness? The Is darkness. that what they were called? Yes. Okay, yeah. Everyone should go check out that song. There you go. So you can have in your head what I have in <laughs> mind right now. Okay, there you go. Awesome. So yeah, a, a very very great presentation. Uh, and and yeah, we'll, we'll yeah yeah good. awesome yeah, good. So let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Let us yeah. know. Give us your. How thoughts. How do you feel about this? Yeah, give us your thoughts. Yes. Uh, if if you think you can rebut. All of the information yeah. that was presented, I would love to talk to you because yeah. I don't know how you rebut that. I don't know, but I, I, I I'm open minded to yeah. it. If, if We're somebody, open. yeah, absolutely. If somebody uh, has has <laughs> has a, a presentation that could, uh, maybe we could. Yeah, that'd be great if we had like somebody that came on and was like, "No, it means this and this and this and this is why," and actually gave like you know, a, a good presentation yeah. and backed it up with like visual proof and evidence or whatever uh, and research and all that like Micah did. And then we have them on together. You know what it makes Is me it think like of? Remember the break dancing battles? <laughs> like a dance off? Yes. It would be like a dance off <laughs> for this. But, but yes, yes, but yeah. So yeah, for sure. If anybody, if anybody wants to rebut that or, or if you can, if you can, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Love to hear from you. But you uh, get to actually like back your stuff up. You just can't be like, no, because it's the Bible and blah blah. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah you got to come from. You got to do your work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that's it, something I yeah. notice. Sometimes there are people who like just want to come on and say stuff, but they don't want to do their work. Well, that's yes, that's, yes, that is true. Yes, you have to do your work. Yes, but. How can people find us on social media, my lady? You can find us on Twitter, at HomewreckerPod. Just Twitter now. Just Twitter. Just Twitter. Yeah. That's it. Nothing that's else. It. No Facebook, no Instagram. No. None. Nope. Nothing else. We also have a website. HomewreckerPodcast.com. That's right. And if you are listening, thank you. And please hit the follow. Is it follow now on everything? Everybody does follow. Subscribe. No, I don't no more know. subscribe anymore for I whatever know. reason. I think it depends on what you're doing. So I, so do it so it just automatically downloads us yeah. every week. That's like it. it. Please. Yeah, if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review, please. We like those. Yeah, those are Anything good. less, just reach out to us and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... We're also on YouTube if you're watching. Yes, Brighteon and, Brighteon and, and Odyssey. And this is definitely an episode to watch. Yeah, for sure. This is an episode to watch. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think people will still get something out of just listening, of course. But it definitely, if you're a visual person. Mm -hmm. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. I love how we're saying this all now after the presentation. I said it before. No, I know. But <laughs> I know. We're just uh, reiterating. <laughs> just, just reiterating. In case somebody listened and they want to go check out the video and Ab look at the stuff, absolutely. that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle with one L underscore. And my website, tarotbymonique.com. And my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. And I'm doing a little something special. I put a post out, was it yesterday? Um, I made some new Organite. And what I might start doing every once in a while, I'm doing it now, is I have so many items that I will make available for my Twitter followers. If they want to buy it before it's available in my Etsy shop. Because sometimes I have stuff that I don't release right away so if somebody sees something and they don't I don't know what I'm gonna like put it out because I have to like do all the pictures and descriptions and all that so um it's not always right away so if you see something you like and you don't want to wait you can dm me and I can give you the information and you might be able to buy it before it's even available on Etsy so that's a little something different I thought it'd be fun so you you make a piece yeah and you're gonna make it available yeah like i'll take some pictures like you're gonna uh, make it yeah, available once I, like right I away it mold, to yeah. people like, like twitter followers yes. i gotcha mm-hmm. okay and then only on twitter only on twitter and then later yeah put in the etsy shop anything yeah. that is still available so it might be like a couple of weeks gotcha so by the time this comes out some of the pieces might already be on etsy but if it's not and you see something that you want like from the post from yes so follow you on yeah. twitter follow me on twitter see, to yeah see what you so got you can see what out. i got awesome sounds good thank you and i'm also on twitter yes. at the alex arion i don't post much how do you spell it spell what arion a-r-i-o-n for anybody that doesn't know uh and also you can check out alex fitness.com also, it's in the show notes. And everything is in the show notes yes. as well. Yes. So there you go. Absolutely. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. Anything else, my lady, before we sign off? What do we have coming up? Anything you want to mention? Oh God, I'm do so you want to do a teaser or do you want to just say, I'm so excited? And then we just. Well, we have a couple it. things coming up I'm super excited about. We have a special bonus episode coming up that we're going to record with our friend Ketsu Band. Yeah. From the Wrong Warp podcast. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Do you want to say what that is? I don't know. Should, okay. should we wait? I'll, I'll just say that we have an exciting <laughs> bonus episode coming it's, out. It's going to be fun. Yes. It's going to yes. be fun. Oh, and, and I love him. He's yeah, a sweetheart. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yes. And <laughs> do you want to say what it is? Oh, you go right ahead. Thank you. Coming up. We're going to do an episode on the Scranton Strangler. Yes. Who was he really? For you Office fans. Yes. From the Office. If you enjoy watching that, <laughs> even if you never watched the Office, it might just be fun to listen to us. It could be. Yeah. Or you yeah. could just like go watch it and know what we're talking about. Yeah. You I have a week. I, I think uh, I think I was telling you before, The Office is now, I think it's more popular now than it was when it was actually airing on TV. Yeah, you mentioned that. And I think there are more people that watch it now on streaming service. I think it's only on Peacock now, but I know it was on Netflix before that. And... Yeah, I think it, it's I think it's like one of the most streamed shows of all time or it's something funny. like that. It's awesome. It's, like it's a great the, show. One of the one shows we watch. Yeah, I don't know how, how many times have we watched that show now. 
it's How like one of the only for? shows that we watch and, yeah. and it's like kind of one of those things where we just go through from start of season one go all the way through and now and it's on back. peacock and so they do yeah on peacock they have extended they, yeah they think they call it super fan episodes or something i think that's what they're called and and they're they're kind of splicing in deleted scenes and they're they're calling them extended cut episodes. yeah like the so. first episode was what 40 minutes long almost like 38 minutes yeah yeah it was yeah. but i liked cool. it better because it kind of gave it's pr- it's pretty yeah. neat it's pretty yeah. It, yeah so anyway if you're a fan of the office we're gonna be talking about the scranton strangler yes and who was the Scranton Strangler? Was it George Howard Scubb? I don't Tune know. in to find out yes. <laughs> and yes. hear our thoughts yes. as we take apart a fictitious show <laughs> and have a lot of fun with it. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. We just want to have fun. That's it. Right? That's, That's what, what it's about. about. Having fun. All right. So until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful lovely gorgeous amazing trophy wife the lovely monique and you've been listening to the homewrecker podcast <laughs>